Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Must Have Seen TV. Before we get to today's episode uh, with Mujan Zalfagari talking about a truly bizarre episode of Blossom. This one is a real wild ride. Uh, I have to do a bit of business that I think is sadly just a part of this podcast. Um, uh, uh, John Mahoney of Frasier fame just passed away as I am editing this episode dies at the age of 77 um man you guys uh listen hopefully you listen to this podcast because of how like emotionally honest and vulnerable and like engaged I am so like get ready for that um I have to also say I didn't do this for Rosemary and I I put a lot of pressure on myself so I feel bad about that that's on me (laughs) that's me applying pressure to myself um I will talk more about Rosemary and her incredible legacy when her documentary uh, hits. I think I'm probably going to do a special episode when it is available for on on demand services because Wait for Your Laugh is an amazing documentary about her life. Um, but now this is the second big death that I can remember since I started the podcast of someone who was on episodes that I've talked about, and you can go back and listen to episode nine with uh, Winston Knoll where I talked about Frasier. And John Mahoney's brilliant performance as Martin Crane. And obviously he's known for theater work, movies. You know all of that. And you can go to his Wikipedia page. Uh, but the thing that I talk about on this show is a sitcom work. And his sitcom work for 11 years as Martin Crane is outstanding. And just, I'm sure I got into this in the episode with Winston a year ago almost. Just deeply personal for me. I watched Fraser sporadically as a child, and I watched it, all of it, um, right after the election last year. I uh, watched like all 11 seasons in a month. And every, there are so many father and son stories. Um, that's a thing about living in the patriarchy where we just tell father and son stories all over and over and over again. And where are all the mother daughter stories? Where are the mother son, st- et cetera, et cetera. There are a lot of father son stories is what I'm getting at. There are a ton. Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are just off the top of my head. It's because there are so many, there are a lot of different shades. There are a lot of different types, kinds of father son stories. And, the one that resonates the most with me and with my husband, which made watching all of Frasier um, right after the election painful at times, is the Martin and Frasier. And also Niles, but he's not the title character. So um, <laughs> the, the Frasier-Martin relationship is so 
personal to me, and not that I'm a Frasier, because I'm definitely not a Frasier or a Niles, but the dynamic they have of a father that has a son that he doesn't understand and has to still do right by and love, and they have to come to an understanding, and it's a hyper-analytical, thoughtful son and a, you know, guarded, not emotionally stunted, he's definitely not that, but a guarded, um, close to the best, you know, dad... <clears throat> and their clash and conflict just resonates with me in ways that I don't... <sighs> I'll talk about a lot of things. It gets weird talking about uh, family stuff, I guess. Um, everything's fine. But it, it, his performance on that is just stellar. An all-time great. And it is sad. That this has happened. Um, I don't know what else to say. I just had to say something. And it's this thing that I'm going to have to do on this show. I know. And it's never going to get easy. But that's what the point of this show is. is celebrating the work that these people did. Hopefully some of the people you never heard of. That you are introduced, introduced to. And, or people that you never thought of in that way. Um, maybe you never thought about the unique relationship between a Fraser and a Martin Crane. And maybe you'll go back and watch episodes and think about that. Uh, hearing from someone that's very personal to. Like me. Um, but I'm still processing this. I literally just found out, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. So maybe I should have waited to record something. But anyway... Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, at the top of shows, I want to be able to talk to you guys since, you know, you just hit play. I want to be able to talk to you, you know, read your comments, your thoughts, your emails, your tweets, whatever you want to send to me. Please get in touch with the podcast at, at must have seen TV on social media or at must have seen TV at gmail.com. And let's talk. Let's get through this stuff together because that's the only way we're going to get through anything is by talking to each other. Um, but after that, after this uh, this intro, which didn't expect to happen, um, we're going to get into a really fun episode. This episode is a lot. This is a blast. This episode is crazy. This episode is a <laughs> riot. Uh, Mijan is great. I was so happy to have her back to talk about this episode uh, of Blossom, the show that basically invented the very... Well, they didn't invent the very special format, but the very special... It's a very special show. Very special episode of a very special show. So let's get on to it. Uh, and here is the show. In my opinion, Nation, it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. And this week I am joined by TV writer, actor, and co-creator of Audio Boom's amazing sci-fi improv podcast, Mission to Zix. Mujan Zafagari, hello. Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. Good to be here. I only... <laughs> We only watch insane things. We do. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, not for podcasts, but... Oh, yeah. But last time was Perfect Strangers, yes. which is like episode seven or so. Which was like the best episode, I guess, someone said. <laughs> the, Six people voted IMDb. <laughs> the internet deemed that episode where Balky has a toothache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was best it. Episode. That was all you need to know. Yeah. That's the podcast. That's the <laughs> uh, and then, well, I mean, we can just fucking dive in. This week, we are traveling to October 25th, 1993, the Beverly Hillbillies ruled the box office. 
Dream Lover by Mariah Carey topped the charts, and NBC aired the Blossom episode 38 special. Mujan, you must have seen 38 special before today. Nope, never nope. heard of it. Not ever really <laughs> seen Blossom before. Nope. Uh, yeah, so I've also never seen this episode before today. Um, yeah. What is you? So do you have any history with Blossom? I just remember it being there. Like, it, it was a part of... It was, it was NBC. A, NBC, okay. It was a Monday night show. Monday night show. I just remember it being there and just the fashion... The fashion of Blossom, the and hats. also the, the hats. The Joey hats. became, yeah. like, a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. The uh, theme of, like, the opening credits was very popular, so yeah. I know of that. I don't think I ever really watched an episode, however. I remember I would watch it. I remember Blossom was one of the shows that, when I was, like, really little, this show, I think, was on for, like, 90 to 95, so I was, like, six or seven, six, a character on the show. Yeah. Uh, and I remember going up to my mom and being like, I don't like Blossom. They talk about sex too much. And my mom was like, well, then you don't have to watch it. Like, that was the first time I realized, oh, I don't have to watch everything that's on television. Oh, wow. And it was Blossom. The show gave you power. <laughs> yeah, the show empowered me to not watch it anymore. Now, why? I guess we chose, I chose it. You gave me a list of just shows and I was just like, I don't know anything about this one. Yeah, well, and I also, because I, uh, for work, I wrote a piece um for my they, That Gay Episode uh, series where I do, a, like, the episode of a sitcom where a gay person comes in for one episode and they have to like deal with it. I, I wrote about <clears throat> I wrote about blossoms, yeah. uh, which is uh, a guy on Joey's baseball team falls in love with him and sends oh, no. him a note, and he thinks that it's from Leslie a girl, but it's from Leslie a guy. I oh, has to deal with that. And he has to deal with it, and oh. Joey's very homophobic for a hot second, but then at the end he's he's you know better about it, and then never has to think about it again because that character goes away. Yeah. But when I was doing research on that, I did like I found out that the very special episode term was kind of coined for Blossom. Like, Blossom is the first show that really... Not the first show, because plenty of shows did it before, yeah, but Blossom was notorious for yes. just everything. And so I found, like, some top ten lists on websites that were, like, the top ten most very special episodes yeah. of Blossom. And this is... And when I read the synopsis for this one, let's get into it. Uh, because, oh boy, um, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Blossom episode 38 special. It is the ninth episode of season four and was written by David Rio, also the show's creator. Oh, so it's original content. Yeah. And directed by Ted Wass, who is plays the dad. Uh, here's how Hulu describes... Okay, hold on. That'll make sense for later. <laughs> yes. Now oh my god, it really sense. will. It really will. Um, here's how Hulu describes the episode. Blossom becomes alarmed after she sees a gun in a student's locker. Does that accurately describe the episode? That is one of the plots. That is one of the There are many plots. other plots. It's not the entire episode, no. which is also one of its main problems. Yeah, because um, the other reason I picked it was because not only does this have a gun, it's a gun episode, yeah. it's also an alcoholism episode. Hey, you might as well just bring in two big special <laughs> things that are happening in one's life. Two at once. And, I mean, so, like, the structure of the episode is... Well, let's, first, let's get in chronologically the opening credits. So, the theme song and the opening titles mm -hmm. are the most 90s thing. Most 90s. It's, so... All I really knew about Blossom, I thought it was just, like, two girls who wore clothes, and I never wanted to wear it, because that's, like, not was the thing I was into. I was very much a tomboy growing up. But uh, it's it's a show that's dramatic and comedic with a giant... Like, it's not the funniest show. No, it is more of a drama than it's a comedy. It's more of a drama, but it's trying to be comedic. But the uh, the opening credits is very misleading, because it's, like, it's a fun time, girl, just dancing around, wearing all these different costumes. In front of, like, the kind of backdrop that your elementary school would put up for yeah. a school picture day. She's in front of one of those, and she, like, is... 
It's just doing all these different dance routines with every single cast member. And then you see the relation that they have. Yeah. It's like her and Joey, it's fun. I her mean, and like, Six, it's great. Her and her, like, her, alcoholic Italian her brother. Her paramedic it's, brother, and he just, like, stands there with his yeah. arms crossed while she, like, flits around him. And then and the dad's a musician, and so, so he's, like, playing a there. grand piano. It's kind of like and, the Cosby Show's opening, oh, yeah, but is. with a, a white girl. Yeah. <laughs> just getting, and getting funky fresh, yeah. too. Because I, I love, like, Joey and Blossom are both doing their own different dances, and Joey's... He's doing that dance from the nineties where you like you you bock your arms out like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Like you do the chicken flap, but then your feet are like you're riding a bicycle. Like they're like pedaling and like sure. they're doing like the this well, thing. Well Joey is the and dumb then, one. And then he does like a splits and then comes back up. Yeah, yeah. Joey's the dumb one of the show, but he's mm-hmm. also the, the the heartthrob, I believe. Well, and just the moment where he I gift this in that article because I'm like I, you don't ever think about Joey Lawrence that much anymore, but when you go back and watch these yeah. shows, you understand it all. You understand oh. why you only remember Joey Lawrence from this show, why everyone was obsessed with him, because he just exudes this, I mean, like, teenage sexual char- charisma. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just. And he has this, like, he's naive in a way that's, like, endearing. Uh, it makes sense why they give him a whole, like, sub story. Like a side for story no for no reason <laughs> that has nothing. We'll get into it. Yeah. I have a giant theory about him, which I think he's like a comatose patient who we keep seeing like his dreams and he's maybe part of the family. Like if there's a true episode of Blossom, he's just in a chair in a coma. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Sitting backwards in the chair slumped yeah. over it. Yeah, and then cause... you see what's going on in his brain and that's what the uh, like B story is. Because he only sits backwards in a chair. Uh, and then the theme song is just... What's like, the deal with the theme the, song? I, it's... I think that the creator of the show and the musician that does the theme song, which oh boy, oh, it's not these the are father, all... is it? No, okay. it's a like a. Let me look it up. It's like a jazz legend. Yeah, it's that, but it's that famous <clears throat> line, which is in my opinionation, which is not a the word. The sun is gonna surely shine. The music composer, uh, Doctor John. Doctor John, and he is clicking on it, clicking on it, dead. Clicking on it. No, he is uh, not dead. Better known as by a stage name, Dr. John is an American singer, songwriter, actor, pianist, and guitarist whose music combines blues, pop, jazz, boogie woogie, and rock and roll. That makes sense. That's all those things. Since uh, session, he's been a session musician since the fifties. Great. He's for a him. winner of six Grammy awards, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by John Legend on March fourteenth, twenty eleven. And music that young girls in the <laughs> early nineties used to listen to. Love, just like, love that. Getting funky too. <laughs> no. Uh. So yeah, the opening credits are just a thing to behold. I love them. All you need great. to watch, honestly. Like, also, they'll... Clarissa explains it all was very similar too. Except she it wasn't was dancing, yeah. but it was like her you trying to... to spell her name and yeah. all of her parents. Parents and like brother would come and like interrupt her. Yeah, and it was very, it's reminding like, the audience the the personality of the main thing. Yeah, of the main person. <clears throat> so the episode opens and Blossom is at school and like literally within seconds. ten seconds the gun is out. Hey, that's not real, is it? What this? Hey, Jimmy, put that away, please. You're scaring me. I mean, what are you doing with a gun in school? What are you doing with a gun at all? Like, it's the kid next to her, Jimmy, at the locker, the, like, two lockers apart. Who looks like boy's got a problem. Yeah, because he's, like, he's a lot taller than Blossom. He's got big, blonde, A lot of hair. hair. Wearing, like, an oversized trench, not trench coat. Um, no, like, no, <laughs> A hoodie. Um, a hoodie. And he, like, pulls out the gun and just puts, like... 
really blatant. Like, it is so, like, here's my little tiny gun. The tiniest gun. Uh, guys, I want you to imagine the tiniest gun. That's the gun. Not to say that tiny guns are good. I mean, All guns are bad. We find out at the end of the episode that this tiny gun oh, have a lot a, of power. A punch. Oh, boy. But you know how you go to school and, like, the bad kid's next to you is like, hey, you want to see something? And you're like, what? And he's like, it's my tiny gun. And you're like, what are you going to use it for? And you're, they're like, I don't know, I'm going to scare someone. And then... And then it's, and you're like, oh, shit, this episode's about guns. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what it happens. It got real. It's immediately. And I think when, then we slow dissolve to Blossom in her bedroom and like Six comes in. And at this point you asked like, is there a laugh track? Yeah, And then I there did. was one. Then someone laughed. And right. Because it's, it's the, like, they don't care about that. But it's so funny because the laugh track, when it finally came in, so Six, her best friend who talks very loudly and later you learn maybe has an alcohol problem, has married an older man, has a pregnancy scare. Not in this episode, but in the series. The course of her character. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, cause she's like, what, 15? Yeah. <laughs> they need to do something with these girls. Uh, <laughs> she says, and she doesn't even say anything funny, but then the laugh track slowly comes in. It's like, hey, we know we just like blew your mind with, with like, guns. This, gun that's this episode's gonna gun. be real. It's gonna, but it's also gonna be like, it's gonna be fun. It's the fun, be fun, funky blossom yeah. that you normally know. And I wrote down that this has to be canned laughter. Like, there is no way no, this yeah. was taped in front of an audience because, yeah. The rhythm of the performances is as if they were performing for no one because they definitely were not. Yeah, yeah. There's no pausing for laughter. There's no, there's no like energy interplay between mm-hmm. like an audience that's watching it. Yeah. And also the laughs themselves are the same. Yeah. Also nothing they said was funny. Nothing they said was actually funny at all. In fact, some of the lines that the, so the, uh, six comes in to, I don't even know what six was talking about. Girl was talking fast. Talking about some sort of a school problem. Yeah, they, they got, um, there was a prank. Someone like pranked a teacher okay. and then no one in school would speak up about it. Uh-oh. So they all got detention. They like spray painted the thing. Yeah, yeah. And that led Blossom to be like, what's with this code of silence we all have at yeah. school? And she's like, what about guns? And what was like, well, boss, and Six is like, well, we got a lot of things to worry about. There's like, like gang violence and all this other stuff. And then Blossom's like, and guns. <laughs> uh, the, the scene ends with like, well, cause they're like, well, you can call the anonymous hotline. And I think Six says like, yeah, you don't. You call the number right on him and nobody knows it was you. That way you don't have to worry about getting shot on your way to biology. <laughs> Unless, of course, he figures it out and gets another gun. In which case, our whole class gets off half a day early for your funeral. <laughs> And there was laughter. The that audience line, like, was can't... so weird. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, this is a school shooting. Like, yeah. a thing that we now are... Also, that's not a funny joke line. And they have the canned <laughs> laughter come in. And he's like, well, I guess we don't want to go to your funeral. Laughter again. It's like... Yeah, we don't want to spend half the yeah. day going to your funeral. Director, a uh, father who directed this, <laughs> this the guy episode. actor who played this, what is this episode? Well, it's weird. Um, was... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Trigger warnings. Uh, was Columbine the first school shooting that was at least widely publicized? I think... I don't... I, I mean, I remember it was, it was a huge thing at the for time. Us. I think... Yeah. Because it is... It, there was, like, w- like the Waco shootings and, like, the one in, like... But those weren't in, like, schools. Universities. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. yeah there were university, like, problems. Yeah, so it is weird. But I'm sure it's not... It's just the amount of people they took out and I don't... I honestly don't know... And I yeah, feel this, like it, should... it, it's, th- that's why this episode is very weird, trying to put it in the context of when it aired in 1993, when I don't think there were as many publicized mass shootings, to watching it, you know, now in 2018, when it's just right. like, this is way too serious, it's guys. The norm. This is, and it's like, you guys shouldn't make jokes about all this. 
Uh, Thank you, Brad. I'm now on the Wikipedia page of lists of school shootings in the United God. States. So, uh, in this, the, now Blossom decides, like, yeah, she's gonna call this anonymous hotline. This is when we get made our, I guess this is the C plot. So, is the dad pay for play? Yes. So the only non, like, hot button issue plot in this episode is Daddy Russo, whose name is, he's played by Ted Wass, Ted Wass Wass. His Who also directed the episode, let's bring that up again. Nick Russo. Oh, there have been, let me, let me interrupt him by yes. saying there have been a lot of school shootings. Okay. Oh, boy. Since the 1700s. Oh, wow, that goes that far back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this all in America? Oh, this is U.S. Oh, shootings. God. Yeah, no, no, no. Combine's the one just we in our recent, uh, you and I in our yeah, living history remember. No, but there have been, uh, there have been plenty. So that's so, great. That's, that's great. It's good. So yeah, it's timely forever. <sighs> um, I remember, uh, let's talk about Nick Russo for a hot sec, because I remember when I was a kid, his dad character always was weird to me because yeah. he's like a cool dad. Yeah. He's like a, because he's got like a mullet and an earring and he's like a musician. Ugh. He just reminds me of just like an L.A. dad actor. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what he is. Yeah. He's such an L.A. dad actor. Ugh, I can't. And so his whole plot in this episode, he's, he's booked a gig with, I'm, I'm guessing, is it a guy that has been around, like, his friend? Because... Yeah. I wonder, has this character been in other episodes? I can't look No idea. That's so, too much. But what's interesting about this this plot that the father has with this friend, it's, I think, because the father, that actor, directed it, he just put it in there for himself. To perform. Because there's nothing really... It's just... I guess all it shows is they're having trouble booking. Booking a show. But they just want to sing. They just, yeah, because the whole thing is, it's all, oh, it's pay for play. We've got a, it's but, like a bringer show. Yeah, but whatever. music, man. Music is like real and deep, man. Yeah, I thought it was going to get into some deep shit about the music business and like that, artistic stuff. And yeah. I was like, wow, we're going for three. Or I thought the friend was going to die. I yeah, thought like yeah. some, and he's going to shoot himself and those <laughs> all be tied together. But no, I mean, we could like knock out their entire plot line right now. It's like, there's a scene where they're talking about, oh, we got a gig. We have to do like pay for play. Yeah. There's a scene with six when six comes over for dinner and like, oh, my mom. Oh, by the way, I sold my mom a ticket to your show. Oh, hey, that's great. I'll put her name on the list. Oh, no, she can't come. She just felt sorry for you. Okay, cool. And then the third scene is them doing the gig. Yeah. Only two old ladies are there. They finish performing. They start packing up, and then they're like, eh, let's perform again. Yes, and they sit down and they perform alone, and I think if you time each scene that's happened in this episode, that was the longest scene. It was... This is a so long. This is an episode about guns in schools, but the longest scene was the dad and his friends singing a song in a cafe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to look up. Okay, hold on, Keith. No, because his name is Keith Allison is this guest star, and I was trying to look up. Is he? Is he a musician that we were supposed to know? No, I don't think. Maybe he is an actor known for. So I guess he was an actor in the movie Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh wow! But I don't think that's why he got this. And they're no, like, I... you know what? We need to. We no, no, it definitely wasn't really like highlight his music. We talent. brought on Neil Young as like the extra <laughs> yeah, I don't know, guest he, star. Was he in like the Animals or some like sixties? No, band? it's just the director wanted to just like show off to all the hot chicks of L.A. that he could and sing music. No joke. Also, not. That good. <laughs> no, they're not that good. There's just a dad band, There's so it is like. I got my ticket. Dad band. And then again, like dad when band. when they when he's like lifting the equipment and he's like struggling with it, you're like, oh, he's gonna die, and that's yeah. the point of this. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen. No, nothing happens. Yeah, I, I think I said to you, oh, this is it. He yeah, needs he's help. He's gonna he needs die. Help. He needs help. 
So, nothing to that. Um, so then we get Blossom's, like, calling the anonymous hotline thing. Yeah, There's she, a lot of pacing and monologuing. There was, I don't know, maybe it's a thing about the show, but I feel like, and, and I've done the old acting before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, the amount of pacing and, like, movement she does to different places in a house or in a room are, maybe she she is, like, a very anxious person. I don't know, but it's, like... It's yes. a person doesn't walk. No, no, I can't assume everybody's different. Yeah. But this character in general sits up, sits down, sits down, goes up, goes to a bookcase, <laughs> doesn't do anything, goes to a desk, sits down, sits up, goes to a closet, sits down, <laughs> sits up, and it's like giving. But while they're asking someone, "How are you doing?" in yeah, one there's line, a lot. there's so much going on. I mean, Ted Wass really working that. Yeah, he's direction. like, you know, I believe like acting should be done with movement, it's physical, so, physical. <clears throat> so he, she finally calls. She tries on all these voices. Because even though it's an anonymous tip line. She doesn't want to. She's too afraid because she might get shots. She's she Blossom. Shot. Everybody she's, knows Blossom. She's Blossom. Yeah. So she does like an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. No, 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 no. Um, hello, is this the anonymous hotline? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Um, hello, is this the anonymous hotline? She does like a Valley Girl voice. And the audience, oof, that canned laughter loves it so loves much. all those... Kooky characters Mayim Bialik yeah. is doing. Have you ever anonymously called somebody? Wait, no. No, me. I've never called an anonymous hotline. I, pr- I prank called people, but that's about prank- it. I've never prank called anyone. Yeah, when I was younger, my brother and I, that's just what we did. We just randomly called 1-800 numbers. And I think oh, we, man. back in the day, there was a number that was 1-800-666-6666 or something like that. And maybe, and then it was a hotel in New York. And uh, we almost, and we booked a room, but we never paid for it. Like, we got a star, like, hello! Oh, stinkers. Like, a 13-year-old and, like, a 9-year-old or something. Like, yes, we would like a room for next week. <laughs> and we're like, ha-ha, we got you. And 1-800-94-Jenny to date it. We used to call that one all the time. Uh, and say, like, I'm still, I'm not thin yet. And we, like, hang up and be like, we're the funnest people. <laughs> anyway, that's a side note. <laughs> uh, so Blossom does not prank the anonymous tip line. No, she calls line. an anonymous tip line, which is a very serious place. But she does pick a cup up to, like, disguise her voice and make her sound like, kind of like a weird robot or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that, she gets comforted by her boyfriend. Who I had no idea. Yeah, just like, a, I, was like is, I, was, I was like, who's a 30-year-old man sitting with yeah, Blossom? Yeah, he's Vinny, and he, I know him from Hey Dude. Oh. Where he was Ted in the first couple seasons. He has a very tiny face. Yes, it's a very tiny face on a big body. On a big body. Um, but he was, so like when he was, I remember being him being on Blossom, be like, oh, it's Ted from Hey Dude. Yeah, yeah. The cool uh, scoundrel guy from what? Hey Dude. Is that, you're on his IMDb, what has he done? Um, let's see, what has he done? David Lasher is his name. David Lasher, I wish you luck. I hope you he, got something. Oh, uh, oh he was on three thing. episodes of Melissa and Joey. Okay, which keeping makes it sense. in the family. Keeping the family, the Joey. I mean, um, um, and then his... that's about it. Oh. Oh, he's on... oh, but he was a regular Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, too. good. So he at least maybe has those sag residuals, sag ri- residuals coming in. Yeah, although what do you think they're... I mean, they're... the Hulu deal can't be good. Yeah, I don't the know. The streaming deals? Because isn't that just like a one-time pay? They don't yeah. pay you per stream. I, I get think. so depressed when I look at old shows and I'm like, where did these actors go? Yeah. Especially as an actor, I'm just like, oh, no. This is a serious business. <laughs> For um, uh, So if you guys want the hot tip, uh, RuPaul's podcast, What's the Tea? Yeah. She, well, Rue Ru, Ru just had on uh, um, Winifred Hervey, who was one of the writers on Golden Girls, like one of the main producers of Golden Girls for the first couple of years, and they mm-hmm. get into like talking about like, Rue, Rue's like, you getting them residuals, honey? And Winifred, Winifred Hervey's was like, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Like, 
Because, like, Golden Girls, of course, is still oh, yes. doing well. Oh, yes. If you're a like... writer and your show gets in syndication, like, Seinfeld writers are set for life. Yeah. If you get... So, whenever a show gets to 100 episodes, and I think it's less for cable and for maybe streaming, but the... Not not streaming, but cable episodes. Yeah. But then you're... you're yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done. So, <laughs> it's good. Uh, I mean, I'm sure all the Blossom people are probably okay. I don't know. The show is Maybe isn't... the series regulars, but where was it? I have, where were the reruns? Like, where else? I think reruns were airing somewhere, okay. I'm sure. Like, did Nick at Night do Blossom? No. <clears throat> no, I don't think no. so. I mean, they might have in the last 10 years, because I fell yeah, off of the Nick at Night train. Yeah. And they do 90s shows now, so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's talking, uh, what, um, oh, is this when we meet the clown? <laughs> No, no, no. But let me point out that Blossom and her boyfriend were doing the classic things that teens do. Teens on a date, sitting on a couch, reading a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, leaning on each other. Yeah, sexy teen so, date ooh, there. So sexy leaning. <clears throat> the next scene is set at the high school. Yes. Where the principal is, like, going through Jimmy's locker. Yeah, because and... she called the anonymous hotline. She got the guts to do it. And uh, they find nothing, of course. Yeah. Where is that gun? I feel like that gun's probably on Jimmy's person. Yeah, because it's so tiny, honestly. So tiny. Honestly, it could have been there, and he just didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Jimmy, like, everyone, like, goes away and Blossom's there, and Jimmy knows. But also, Blossom was so obvious. Blossom was just, like, deer in headlights staring at him. Yeah, Blossom, you gotta be a better liar. Uh-oh, and then Jimmy does a classic bad boy line. Where he says, I told you not to say anything, didn't I? Jimmy, Don't I worry. Would... You'll get yours, kid. I promise. Cool. Whoa! Can we pause to try to wrap our heads around who was Jimmy trying to bring that gun to? He was going to scare somebody. So who was he wanting to scare? Yeah, Jimmy's story's very sad. Because, again, like, I... Well, they, they flesh out his character a little bit later when uh, Blossom's like, he's a quiet, unassuming kid. Yeah, that means he's a killer. Yeah, and also that's not the character that this actor is playing because Jimmy, all we know, is a talkative tall, man. imposive man. Yeah. He's very talkative and yeah. brings a gun to school. And to also complimentary. He's like, Blossom, I like that name. Yeah, like he doesn't seem quiet and unassuming at all. Honestly, I would hang out with Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No. I would take that back completely. <laughs> I would never do that. And also, so we, but, but Jimmy also in the beginning, because even to add more mystery to him, in the first scene, Blossom asked him, Hey, Jimmy, where have you been? He's like, I was away for a while. Yeah. Where has he been? Where, like, there's a whole thing of, is Jimmy the victim or the bully? There's like, so much don't, we don't know about Jimmy. We don't know the context. And I mean, like, bringing a gun to school under any circumstances yeah. is bad news. Maybe his father told him, like, this is how you're going to be a man. Right. You know, we don't know Jimmy's backstory. I need more, just in terms of, like, storytelling. Yeah, maybe Jimmy has children. Maybe Jimmy has a wife. Jimmy is just a plot device. Yeah. Maybe it's not a gun. Maybe that was, like, a tiny... Laser. They also keep bringing up maybe it was a toy. Maybe it was a toy. Yeah. And they never even like really. Well, we we do know it wasn't a toy from the end of yeah, the episode. Well, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like leading. Uh, so this, we get, we get yeah. one of these painting transitions. Yeah. So that's how they that's transition how the show... to commercials. Yeah. It becomes like a '90s cool mosaic. Mosaics. Like Watercolory like we're it looks like McDonald's in... art. Was. Were watercolors in in the early 90s? Well, I mean, it does look like the kind of paintings you would have hanging in a McDonald's in the early 90s. Oh, yes. Like a mall. A a mall or, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the the transitions are the the live action paints to that and it comes back to life. Yes, yes. With the classic uh, music that you always have in all these shows. And then how would you describe Blossom's classic transition music? I mean, isn't it? It's really, it was really sentimental, right? It's like jazzy sentimental. Oh, God. Uh, so then we get to the next... So Act 1 is all gun, a little bit of pay-to-play. Yeah. 
And then Act 2 opens up, and all, like, Joey is sitting there watching TV. Again, he could be in a coma in another room. This is he, all in his mind. This may not be real. Was. The doorbell rings, and Joey says, like, I don't, oh, these clowns trying to sell something. Oh, boy. Opens the door. What could it be? <clears throat> a drunk clown. Yes. A drunk clown that has lost on his way to Blueberry Lane. Yeah. Played by Dick Martin. So that's a big deal in terms of television. I don't know. Dick Martin is uh, one of the co-creators of Laugh-In, Rowan and Martin's oh. Laugh-In. And then Dick Martin went on to be a semi-regular panelist on Match Game in the 70s. Oh, this is your... Dick Martin's your man! Yeah, and then he was... Uh, he directed a couple episodes of the Bob Newhart Show. And what? then he became, like, the semi-regular director of Newhart. Brett, are we watching this because of him? No, I, I actually did not know that he was in this episode okay. until today. Okay. So that's like, wow, surprise! Yeah, yeah. So he's playing a drunk clown, a drunk birthday clown. And then Joey's like, I know you. No, I just have one of those faces. <laughs> no, you worked my sixth birthday party. Joey Russo, don't you remember me? Oh, uh, and then they have a bonding moment. And yeah, and he just lets <clears throat> him into his house. So, uh, Brett, have you ever let a drunk clown straight into your house? Uh, never. And also, if I was a drunk clown on my way somewhere, I probably wouldn't take the time to, like, yeah, yeah I have time. Well, I guess if I'm drunk, I'm not going to be... I was like, worried about time or being late. And I guess it's back in the day where you didn't have a phone, you didn't have GPS. Like, I guess you go yeah. door to door and ask people, where's Blueberry Lane? Where's Blue? And I also like, Joey's first response is, oh, follow the trail of blueberries. And then he, you find out a little bit later, no, he knows where it is. Yeah. He, he just, was just, he just wanted a friend. Just, Joey's a very lonely man. Yes. Also, how old? He's out of high school at this point. Is he? Oh, that's Well, because he says, like, um, Clown College is one of the two colleges that accepted my me on my grades or whatever. Oh. So I guess he's maybe a senior looking for. He's senior, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, like, he later goes to ASU. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we get the the introduction of this alcoholic clown plot. Yeah, this is the, would you say B plot or C plot? I think this is B, because it is, sub, there's substantial more, right. I think more. Right, and there's a lesson that's kind, I don't know if there's a lesson, but <sighs> there are. try for something. There's some, yeah, there's something that's trying to be done in this one. But before we get to the, because Joey's like, I will drive you because you don't need to drive because mm-hmm. you're drunk, so yeah. Joey's going to drive in him. In his clown car. Then we go to the scene between Blossom and her father where her dad finds out, like, oh, no, he threatened you. I'm going to call, et cetera, et cetera. And with a lot of laugh tracks. <clears throat> a lot more laugh the tracks. The dad is learning from the daughter that, yeah, I might be murdered. I might be killed. Audience loved it. <laughs> Audience thought it was hilarious. Now, there was a there was an exchange when Six comes in and they have the sit down. Oh, no. That I wrote down every line of because I, and I think this was the act break line, where I think Nick Russo, the dad, says, like, Well, it's a jungle out there. Yeah, it's kill or be killed. Tell me about it. Oh, God. So I'm like, how many, like, those are... Luckily, that didn't end in a laugh. It no, ended with, like... The painting. The painting. Ahead. But I'm like, it's a jungle up there. It's kill or be killed. Tell me about it. It's just like a computer was like, let me just find yeah, tropey yeah. lines and just... <laughs> the, 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 the creator who also wrote this episode, do you know when he wrote that on whatever final draft, or, like, I guess, typewriter that was used in the early 90s? Yeah. He was like, man, that's why I'm that's why I'm here. That's why I did this. Yeah, because people got to yeah. know about the jungle out there. Kill or be killed. It's kill or be killed in kill high be school. In high school, I still. I'm gonna change the world with this episode. Blossom's gonna stop it. It's gonna I aware still, people. If even if I was writing a gun, if I was a writer writing a gun episode of a and so a, many a high shows have done this nowadays. Did, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would ever say it's kill or be killed. 
I do not. I do not think it is killer to be killed in high schools even today. No, I mean maybe I uh, is, emotionally and self esteem wise, which is the way it's always. Yes, been. yes, yes. But I think like literally killer be killed. I hope not. I don't. But again, we haven't been in high school in a exactly. while. Exactly. I do think there is definitely like there's a hundred percent problems that yes. need to be addressed. But I think that the killer be killed is coming from this place of an adult man yeah it's like rebel rebel without a cause he's just like the kids these days it's oh they don't even understand they're all just like animals out there i'm gonna write this script and like it's it's got this like you kids these days kind of like you don't understand (laughs) it's such a you go to school and if you don't make it you're dead (laughs) so then we get the next scene, which I think is the big scene between the clown and Joey. Now, this is a beautiful scene. I, I think if there's any scene he ever wanted to submit for an award season. For an Emmy, it's this one, It's definitely. this one. Brett, please set it up. <laughs> so, they're driving, and why do they stop? Because they need, like, to get new fuel. Or no, he needs to use the bathroom, he's I think. A, yeah, probably because he's a drunk clown. Drunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just drinks a lot. So, he pulls over, and the set, like, there's a bit of spared no expense to this. I mean, it's... Horrible. I mean, it's very yeah, yeah. 90s. But they they pulled over the road in, I'm assuming, Los Angeles. It looked Because they're in the hills, and the scene, the studio set has it, no scene. It goes on for days. Yes. Like, it's if, if you've seen La La Land, that scene between the two main actors after that party where they're looking at <laughs> the Los Angeles. Wow. Language is not a thing I do. Uh, it was basically like that. It was a, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful scene between two souls. Who yeah. Finally understood each other, but it took some struggle. And it's like the clown gets on top of the, uh, Frosty gets on top of the, the side rail of the road to like walk across it like a tightrope. He's talking about his elephant. The reason that he's drinking is because his elephant died. <laughs> This guy, again, we don't, we don't know his story. We don't know. The story he tells us is his elephant died and it's driven him to drink. Elephant's clearly, uh, I think a word for his wife or yeah. like a woman he was in love with or a man or somebody. Metaphor. Yeah, or his career or, or housing mortgage, like, or his children. <laughs> and so he's up there and he's on, uh, the, the guardrail and Joey says, like, when we got out of the car and like yelped a little bit, I thought, He's like, oh, you thought maybe I jumped? He's like, yeah. And then Joey just keeps asking, like, Hey, Frosty, do you want some help? I don't even know you. I know, but do you want some help? I got a party. I got to get to a party. Frosty, do you want some help? Three times. It's like over and over. It's the third time. Actually, it's it's so uh, I'm Iranian American, and we have this thing in our culture called tarof, which is if you're like, um, would you like some tea? You go no, and then you go, would you like some tea? No, I'm okay. Would you like some tea? Okay. Wait, why? Yeah, I, it's is just, that just like a thing? It's just a thing. Like it's like you have it's you're you're humble. You have to be very humbled, and like yeah. you can't always accept the thing. You have to kind of both sides have to always work for it. Which growing up, like if you offer me any food, I'll always be like, no, it's okay. <laughs> And then you should be like, are you sure? And I'll be like, fine. But, and I'm, that's how I am. And so when someone does ask me like, hey, Mujan, do you want a cookie? And I'm like, no. They're like, all right. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> ask me two more times. So I think maybe there was some Persian influence in this. Yeah, Joey maybe. was tautofing. Yeah. Well, and then the clown finally the like accepts it. They're both understood. So he yeah. accepts it. Uh, and then we cut back to the house. And now we get the only scene with uh, Blossom's oldest brother, um, uh, what's his name? Anthony or Tony Russo, played by Michael Stoyanov. Ooh, who's rocking like the long hair in his IMDb photo? Yeah, where, okay, where is he now? 
Uh, oh, no, he's aged. Is that him? I don't know if that's him. Um, see all. Let's see. Oh, he was in a couple of episodes of Billions. Bill- oh, wow, that's good. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, that's good Wait, are we sure this is the right guy? Because I didn't think yeah, his Michael career... Yeah, Michael Stoyanov. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him, dude. Yeah, Billions, that's a big show. Billions is huge. Yeah, so that's the Paul Giamatti show. Paul G? Right? Yeah. My baby boy. Cool. Baby boy. Um, so yeah, he's the, he's a paramedic and he's also in AA, which yeah. I think, like, that's his defining characteristic is that he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Like, that's all I ever knew about him. And so him and Blossom are talking about the the predicament Blossom's found herself in with this whole gun and him hiding yeah. it and like you and know. he's saying it very well. He's like, my, back in the day, my school used to be different. Well, he's like, it's like the Wild West, except whiskey's been replaced by crack. Yeah. Yeah. Six shooters have been replaced by Uzis. Horses have been replaced by lowriders. Smoke I signals. I got it, Tony. Have- we get it, but no one's helping each other. There's still a gun in school. Right. Yeah. It's very confusing. People's reaction. It's like a very serious story that's happening but they're trying to find comedy in it but they're doing it in a way that's just not working and then from there no uh, does it well degrassi yeah they go there um and then the episode then pivots over to that band performance this right right here is so after we've seen a clown potentially contemplate suicide the clown was no clowns not in this previous scene no so so far we've seen the, 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 the clown contemplate suicide Blossom deal with this gun thing. And then the next scene is the band performing. Yeah, and it's just the band performing. And it's just the band performing. But uh, when Blossom and her brother do talk about, like, the high school and how scary it is, that's when the clown comes in. Because Joey brings in the clown. Oh, and then yeah. yeah. And then Joey asks the brother to get him help. Yes. So really it all comes together. Yeah, and so yeah, the, the brother's going to take the clown to the AA meeting he's going to. And, and still, but still, uh, while this is going on, um, Blossom still has in her head a man told her... <laughs> What did so, he say again? Like, you'll get yours. You'll get yours, kid. You'll not a big deal. Blossom's like, he's not going to shoot me. It's fine. Girl. <laughs> when so- someone says that to you, yeah. what do you think that means? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so, well, the final scene. Sure. Of this episode. Yeah. But let's, let's go through. Um, so th- this episode, the whole point of it was to, to be the special episode. The, the, about guns? About guns. To really, like... I bet there were promos for this episode, like, yeah. Blossom goes there. Yeah. This is the episode that will change television. Yeah, the one episode you have to see. Yeah. Okay. And so, this final scene opens with, they're at high school, and... I think we can recreate it. You be the boyfriend, I'll be Blossom. Oh, like, what did he say? Like, he comes up, he's like, she... Did she shoot me she, first? Well, I think... Okay, I'll be the boyfriend. <laughs> Blossom, did you hear the news? No, what? Did you hear about what happened to that guy? Jimmy? Yeah. What what happened? Yeah. Is he Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In my, my opinion, opinion makes it like the sun is gonna <laughs> That was it. That was the scene. I guess you didn't hear yet. Hear what? What? It's Jimmy Kelly. He had an accident with the gun last night. Oh, God. Is he? Blossom says, like, is he? And he shakes, he nods his head. Yeah, it's too serious. So uh, Jimmy, uh, to clarify, killed himself, perhaps, or something, he, some sort of an accident, yeah. with his tiny, 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 tiny gun. Off-screen. Huge and blow. And that's the end of the episode. And yeah. then we get to the fun credits. At the, so, like, so so Jimmy's story arc is he brings a gun to school to scare someone. They call, the they search his locker, and then he's dead. Well, he took the gun home. He took or, the gun home. Or he, did, he took it away, and then he killed himself. So or what, no, not he didn't kill himself. I'm what sorry. did he learn? What does this episode? What does this episode teach viewers? What Ew. is the message? Here? I think it te- that school <laughs> is hard. That it's kill or be killed. I guess yeah. It, it, that's exactly what happened. It's a jungle out there. No, because he didn't do it, so he got yeah. he perished. Because I I guess like. This episode is just supposed to show the viewers, like, guns are serious. Yes, and but they're bad. Does it really even, does it tell you, does Blossom's actions come across as being the right thing to do? I don't, I, I think so. I, I think, think so, if, but, like, if there's you're nothing in that situation, you don't, yeah, and nothing came from it. Yeah, there was no repercussions except that, and also, no one knew about it. And she was the only one who thought it was really serious. Yeah, everyone else. I mean, her dad thought it was serious once she found out. Yeah, but then that. he went and, like, but played then he had to, get, a, get a gig. But then he got distracted by lasagna yeah. and his gig. And he went, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't do If anything. my mom heard that I knew there was a gun in school, she would be, like, crying and by my side. Yeah. Not like, sorry, girl, I gotta go do a gig tonight. Yeah, sorry, my best friend who maybe, who probably should have been dying. That would have been a better story. But yeah. But oh yeah, what do you think the lesson is? Uh, because have you I think learned? the way to act here, I think the way they should have done this, yeah, is like she calls the thing, and basically her calling the anonymous hotline needed to get the gun out of his hands at some point so that he didn't end up killing himself. Yes, or or he ended up hurting himself with like a knife or something later. Like we needed to we need to learn the lesson yeah. that or, calling yeah. the anonymous hotline actually getting, worked. Getting the gun out of his hand. Yes. Will save a life. Yes, this definitely show do not call on a hotline because it's only get you threatened. <laughs> but to and, die. And then that person may, yeah. And then nothing will happen. Yeah, they should the have found the tiny gun yeah. in his locker. But no, it doesn't. It does nothing happen. <laughs> That's probably why, like, this episode happened in the year it did, but maybe if it happened later, it should have been different. Like, Degrassi, they went there. Yeah. And they made it real. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, this is also the cheap, like, well, we're dark and edgy because he's going to die at the end of With the, the tiny like, It's a serious thing. He's sure. Die. But off stage and we see nothing. Not that we should. No, we definitely shouldn't actually see it happen, yeah. but we should, like, 
The fact that also there's no, we don't know, that next episode, I'm sure this is never referenced again. No, no. Drunk Clown is never seen again, I'm sure. Sure, sure. And so, like, what is the point? What do we learn? Nothing. They just needed to, like, hey, guys, <clears throat> this season we really want to, like, make it bigger and dig deeper. Yeah, I so, also think not even knowing what Jimmy's Also, we want, is. we also want Joey to meet a clown. Yeah. <laughs> that also, the fact that they're like, we also need to do the alcoholic clown yeah. episode. Because we know people are going to be watching because of the gun stuff. We need to Trojan horse this alcoholic clown. Because a lot of clowns are very sad in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. Ah, uh, this, yeah, fair. Uh, you know, Blossom. It was a fun thing to watch, and I am appreciative of its impact on hats in the early 90s. Hats and opening And credits. fashion and opening. And, and Joey, Joey his family got a career after this. Yeah, all those Lawrence brothers got yeah. all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's still around. He still has a career. He's still doing things. Blossom, that woman, still she's has a career. She's on huge career. She's, she's on getting, Big Bang Yeah, she's got a lot of money. I mean, she's now one of the few actors that have now had two successful shows. Like, that's yeah, a... yeah. Hard She's a weird off. stance about feminism that's interesting, but yeah. you know, whatever. We uh, try. She's a, she's a she's a very she's a bundle of contradictions. A lot of things going on. on one hand, but she's, she's also incredibly smart incredibly and educated, smart, and all not about many people like are. women in STEM. Like I yeah, like that's that. Great. That's great. But then on the other hand, maybe don't in like, your opinionation. In your opinionation, <laughs> don't shame women. So yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, guns are bad. Guns are uh, so. Alcoholics are bad, but funny, oh I guess. And also, man, that's sick jam. <laughs> if uh, you're going to jam, you got to jam with your bros. And who cares about the money? That's honestly the lesson that I got. Yeah. Do it for the art. Do it for the art. Do it for the art and the love. Let's move on to the trivia section. Have a good time. And in my opinion, the sun is going to surely shine. Great. So, this week's episode, how many people would you say watch this episode? Seven. Of this episode of Blossom? Seven people. <laughs> Which is more than uh, the people that watched. I, I don't think it was a well-rated show. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, but... So, but but then back then, there was also yeah. limited... There's not a thousand things now. There are networks, and everyone watched everything. Uh, I know 20 million isn't a big number. I'm going to go with 17. 19.3 okay, million okay, people. Okay, okay. 19.3 million people sure, watched sure. this episode. And for the week, it was number 35. That makes sense. Number 35. That it had sense. almost 20 million people. It was tied with CBS's screening of the movie Misery. And this was season four, too. Yeah. So it was like... People, it's blossoms yeah, yeah. on its way out. The top five shows of that week were Coach at five, number four was Seinfeld, three was 60 Minutes, two Roseanne, one Home Improvement. Oh. That's a good lineup. Top five. Uh, blossom. Blossom is also such a weird show for NBC because NBC, in my opinionation, yes. is the young singles network. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Seinfeld friends. I mean, mad about you, they're single, but they're still like, it's very urban. It's well, very this, like New York. You yeah. Know? Well, this had Italian New York people. Like, Playing. They, they were New York y to me. Like, I can say And they, like, Los felt, Angeles. Yeah. It's, it's weird to have. I don't know their backstory. Maybe they like, because the whole point of the, sh- the show is like, they were a family yeah. whose mother left and they have to somehow <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. Maybe they moved. I don't know. It's weird having an NBC show that starts teenagers, because they don't, yeah. they're not in that game. But it was like an edgy, like, single person show, because you got yeah. the alcoholic brother, who's a paramedic, <laughs> and he was a cutie or whatever, and, and then Joey, he's a young cutie or whatever. The <laughs> so dad the was a single cutie. Cutie, I guess. Ugh. And then Blossom is a young cutie, uh, with her, like, very average, just, like, television-looking boyfriend. Yeah. 
What a weird show. Um, so on IMDb, 17 users. Yes. Voted this episode a 7.8 out of 10. Higher or lower? What would you, what's your opinionation on this? I would say low, very low, but uh, I'm not a Boston fan, so. I think in terms of all television, I would give this a 5.2. 3.54. I mean, and, and I guess in terms of ironic watching, it was a blast to watch because it, yes, just, it it's, went. It's fun to watch. It went places I was not expecting. Also, it I makes just, baffling. A baffling hour, half hour of television. Yes. Uh, so NBC's Monday night lineup at this time was Fresh Prince at 8 and then Blossom at 8.30, which I remember they were always paired. Yeah. Very weird pairing. And then, yes. a, and then a movie. The Monday night movie was always on at 9. Oh, I don't remember that. Yep. Um, who would you say had the must-see performance in this episode? Gosh, probably that, the, uh, that, the clown. <laughs> yeah, I think I was gonna go the clown. The clown, he really, uh, he brought his A-game and his guest-starring role. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, but he was endearing. Uh, even though he was a concoction, he was in the mind of Joey, who was in a coma, I believe, still. And everyone else is just humoring Joey yeah, around yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's in a hospital room. Uh, the last episode should be everyone's in a hospital room, and Joey wakes up from a coma, and the whole thing was just, like, a thing he just pretended. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the clown. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the clown, too, because no one else, I mean... I don't know what or, was happening. Or we can say the, um, the, the high school's, um principal <laughs> who raided the locker for a hot second. Yeah, because he's then... like, man, nothing's in here. All right, goodbye. Well, <laughs> don't have to do any more due diligence nope, or nothing I'm... like done. Don't need to pat him down. Mm-mm. Don't no, need to check nothing. maybe a backpack, nope. maybe? Nope, no, no asking other people questions. I'm no, taking anonymous like... threat. Seriously. That's why <sighs> you shouldn't have been anonymous. But, you know, it's hard. It's a hard game out there. Must other people see this episode? No. <laughs> I mean, I think see it if you want to see how, if you're like a lover of television and you want to see how they tackle doing like a special, a special episode. episode. Or if you're doing like you want to watch all Blossom special episodes, because there are a bunch. Sure. There are a whole And also bunch. the fashion in this wasn't even that, like there were no hats. No, I mean, Joey's always going to be wearing like a nice like ribbed tee sure. and a flannel tied around his with waist long... and like some, or a t-shirt with like the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. To so, show off his like... 19-year-old muscles. Yeah, so there's, like, you know, Joey's always rocking a good look. But, but Blossom know. just looked like she, uh, she goes to, like, the older woman section of Macy's and yeah. just, like, got a very boring dress. In my opinionation, In my she opinionation. could have been... Where's those? There were no hats. I don't remember no, really Zero hats. hats. This, you know, I'll give this episode zero hats out of five. Yeah, because, I mean, six and Blossom are your hat icons. No, yeah. Zero hats. Uh, so but it yeah. was... I guess you don't use your hats on special episodes. No, you got because they're too distracting. Yeah, too distracting. This is a serious episode. Serious. This is a serious hats episode off. with a clown. With a fucking alcoholic clown. And isn't the clown the greatest hat of all? <sighs> so, well, that was Blossom. I'm going to try a new segment on the show. New segment. Um, <laughs> called, uh, oh, what was I going to, from the great TV sitcom book. Uh, on eBay, I bought this book. It's basically a textbook. Like, yes. I wasn't expecting it to be this big. It it's is a, a textbook. It's a thick green book. It's a thick green book. Um, from 1983, and it is a book that catalogs every sitcom that exists from 1939 to 1983. And I was going to just, like, flip through it and then read a quick synopsis of a forgotten sitcom. And, uh, then we'll talk about it for a hot Great. sec. So, uh, I guess tell me when to stop flipping. Um, not even looking. And stop. Okay, I'm going to have to go a little more. Okay, there we go. So let's read about... So let me read all the titles of the options, and then we'll <laughs> choose one to read about. Um, Great. The sitcoms, Paper Moon, mm-hmm. Paul Sand and Friends and Lovers, <laughs> Sunshine, The Texas Wheelers, 
that's my mama, or we'll get by. That's my mama, 100%. Read about, that's yeah, my yeah, mama. Yeah. I will note that the Texas Wheelers was Mark Hamill's sitcom before Star Wars. What? Yep. And only lasted one season. Wait, no, okay, whatever. I picked, I picked <laughs> the that's mama my mama. Um, okay. So, that's my mama. What could be more heartwarming than the story of a boy and his mother? Well, maybe the story of a boy and his dog. Anyway, in this one... What? The mom, the, the author has a has a point of view. He's a little bit funny. He's okay. a little bit Oh, snarky. he's got a personality. Yeah, cute, cute, he's cute. a little personality. Uh, well, maybe the story of a boy and his dog. Anyway, in this one, the mama was Eloise Curtis, Teresa Merritt, and the boy was Clifton Curtis, Clifton Davis, a hip young black barber in a middle-class Washington, D.C. neighborhood. He'd inherited the family barbershop, Oscars, when his dad died. He also seemed to inherit his mother, who wanted to see him married to a nice black girl. And that's all capitalized for some reason. What part? The nice black N-B-N-G. girl? N-B-N-G. Oh, okay. Instead of all the running around he was doing, his sister Tracy, played by Lynn Moody, later by Joan Pringle, two actors, had a conservative husband, Leonard, played by Lyle Wilson, <laughs> and Cliff had a mailman buddy, Earl, played by Ed Bernard on the first two telecasts, later by Theodore Wilson, who was playing another role on the show back then. Uh, other buddies stopped over for jokes and talk and checkers and advice in the fall of 1975 for a second season. There were a few cast changes, and then they sent Mama to the home in December. Oh, no. They Aww. sent Mama away. Yeah, and there's a picture in here uh, from the show of Mama with her adult son bent over her knee, and she's uh, spanking him with a belt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's my Mama. Teresa Merritt beats the hell out of Clifton <laughs> <laughs> uh, I That looks like a good show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like... A uh, a boy who inherits like a barbershop and also his mother like to take care like yeah it's really it's literally stepping into the family the patriarch role yep and this uh, when was this again what do you know what this year seventy four seventy five wow. so it's probably around like seventy four to seventy six yeah I mean uh, also just like in general TV is like uh, very white and it's like awesome that it's like so crazy because like in the early nineties there were so many people yeah. of color like 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 uh. There's, like, fresh off the boat now and blackish now, but there were, like, all these awesome shows that I used to watch because I identified yeah. them with, with them way more than white show families. And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, this has happened before. Why is it unusual now? And why yeah. isn't it happening more? I think it's starting to finally yeah, come around. I hope it's so. honestly, like, the most, like, the last But it takes, year. it's more on streaming yeah, than it is on, on network. It's yeah. It's mostly yeah. on streaming. Network- so, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's my mama. Only lasted a couple of years. We'll probably never talk about that on the show. Because okay. Because you can't find it anywhere. Who knows? But yeah, that was a... Uh, what, right, where can we find Blossom? Uh, you can get Blossom on Hulu. Oh, okay. Uh, Blossom is now on Hulu. The first time it has ever streamed anywhere. I actually don't even know if you can buy it on iTunes. I think that you okay. might only be able to stream it. That's good. It's good that um, the actress playing Blossom can get even more money. Yeah. She needs it, really. Yeah. I mean, what is she doing now? Well, Nothing. she's fine. She's very she fine. She is not making as much money as the men on that show. That is right. a public statement. I was on the fact. lot where they film uh, Big Bang Theory, and I walk by it, and the um, the actors have, like, special parking in front of the lot, like, Ooh. of the, of, uh, where, sorry, in front of the, um, what's the name? Like, Lot 35. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, the places that they actually shoot it. Wow, I should Studio know. Lot, Studio yeah. God. You know, I've been a lot of lots. I sound like I don't. <laughs> um, but, so they had parking in front of the studios just for the actors. And for the Big Bang Theory, there was, like, a, like a goddamn, like, Bugatti or some sort of, like, really <laughs> ups- incredibly expensive car parked not in one space but over three. 
And so I'm like, ugh. And it's one of, it's one of the actors. You think it was like Johnny Galecki's yeah. car? Uh-huh, <laughs> oh my uh-huh. God. We get it. You're making bank. So much bank. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Of and course. Just, like learning so much about not calling anonymous tip lines. Never do it. Uh, help any clown that comes across just you. Just let him into your house. Let him into your house. Take him in. And uh, pay for play is bad news. Also, if you're directing an episode, just do whatever you want. Make just, it about you. It's about you. <laughs> Uh, where can people find you on the internet or any products you want products you want yes. to plug? <laughs> uh, well, you can find my podcast, Mission to Zix, uh, which is a good one. IndieWire named it one of the top 50 podcasts of the year. Mm. Uh, you can find it on uh, just missiontozix.space or on, on iTunes, wherever you get your wherever you get your voices in the Your phone. voices in your ears. Uh, and um, I'm on socials on at Mujanzi. So yeah. M-O-U-J-A-N-Z. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out, and uh, God be with you. <laughs> wow, what a way to end the episode. <laughs> I drew a blank. Yikes. You're, we're talking about guns, we're talking about God. What else do you want to bring up? <laughs> oh, everything's... Vote, please vote, please vote. <laughs> please vote. <laughs> and that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Mujan Zalfagari, for dropping by and talking about Blossom with me this week, next week on the show. I will be discussing the Golden Girls episode, Journey to the Center of Attention. Journey to the Center of Attention is in Season 7, Episode 19 of Golden Girls, and you can stream the Golden Girls episode on Hulu or buy it in iTunes or Amazon. Until then, I want to hear from you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at musthaveseentv or send them to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at musthaveseentv. If you like what you've heard, just, you know, leave a review in iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. You can read the words that I write, including a piece about a gay episode of Blossom on decider.com. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com dot com slash user slash brett white the theme song is patricia's moving picture by the go team thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast thanks to everyone for listening and i'll see you next week i must have seen tv hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.